Louis began to talk, he also began to sing. good for you for real for fun for everyone you're listening to out loud orlando the homo happy hour the most unique radio show and podcast heard of its kind when you ask every tuesday at 4 p.m eastern time where you ask wprk 91.5 fm the best in basement radio this is episode number 111 and 111-111. And I actually happened to look at the clock today when it was 111. I said, oh, that's pretty cool. Episode 111 at 111. Uh-huh. I am your host, DJ Casey, JC John, and you hear him there, Tom the Elderberry, the co-host. How are you doing? I'm elderberrying. <laughs> yeah. How has your week been? It's been all right. It's been kind of chilly, so I kind of liked it. But yeah, it's coming for Yeah, the cold is coming. It's supposed to be good come come Christmas. It's going to not be a white Christmas because we never get those, but it might be an icy Christmas. <laughs> It'll be nipply. Yes, it will. So I always think about the homeless people when it gets that cold and also stray cats. Uh, any animals. Right, but some of them are meant for, you know, possums and Siberian huskies. They know, yeah, (laughs) right. All the stray Siberian huskies around. (laughs) That are running around. (laughs) Well, yeah, so it's been a week for me, too. At first, I was blah, and then I I started getting into things a little bit more. Um... But yeah, therapy really helped me get out of the blindness and just to be able to talk through it and talk out of it and everything. Can't wait to go back. Right. So, let's get into the two things that we have taken from this past week. Yes. First one, thank God for Amazon. For Amazon? Amazon. Absolutely. I did a mall tour on Sunday. Uh Uh-huh. It was gruesome. I don't know who the buyers are in some of these stores, mm-hmm. but what they're trying to peddle is hideous. Yeah. Hideous. Mm-hmm. And I can go online and find cute things way easier without... Oh. And have it delivered to your door or have it delivered to each one, have it delivered to somebody if you need it to go there. Yes, that's what we do too. And my second one is Walmart. Shame on your online why? They delivered, air quotes, a package to me that never was delivered. Oh, that happens with Amazon, too. I've never really had it with Amazon, I, but this I was my first time it. using the W+. Plus and it was right. My last time. Oh, my God. I'd much rather go into a Walmart than deal with that sort of Exactly. Well, what's wrong? Well, it didn't show up. Well, it says it was delivered. I'm telling you, I'm walking around my yard unless I dig up the grass. Is no right. So. Then you look at your neighbor's second door and see, and all. That. I know. We had a thing the other day with Amazon that they delivered my neighbor's package to us and our package to them, 
and that's how they took the picture. But then come to find out they turned our, took the package back over to my house and they corrected it, but they never left the package at the next door. They no. turned, they left with that. I was like, what? Oh. Like, that's crazy. Crazy. So my two things. Um, the first one is cats have a relatively short life when you think about it. I mean, I mean, yeah, they can make it to 18 years and higher like that. But I say that because my friend just lost um, a cat yesterday. He had to have him put him down. And he was 13, 14 years old. And yeah, it's terrible. And he had lots of breathing issues and stuff. And instead of suffering, gasping for air, they just, you know, said he wasn't going to get better. That's the humane thing to do. Yeah. Even though it's really hard on the own. It's really hard. He's having a hard time with it. But the good thing is he has another cat, you know, that's at home. So he just gives all his love to her. But the other cat will be grieving as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, she will. She knows she... She's already acted like she know you know she knows that he's not there. Yeah, they can kind of tell him. Mhm. Yeah. Less food is put out. Yeah. No cuddle buddies. The good thing, in my opinion, about it is that he was an inside and outside cat, and and Boo, the cat he has now, is an inside only cat. So now she now he won't bring things in to Boo where she'll get sick from it. That's true. So that's good. Well, just to get into a little bit of local stuff, next Monday, um, or this coming Monday, it would be the next Monday coming up, um, at Southern, or at District Dive is going to be Jeff, Jeff Munzig's onesie party. Ooh, those are always fun. Yeah, he does it every year of the day after Christmas. Or no, he does it on whenever his birthday, I think it's his birthday, or Christmas is his birthday. But, um, I think Christmas is his birthday. Um, but then he has, he has the onesie party every year, his annual onesie party. That's so fun. I think last year's was at Stonewall. It was one of the last things they had. Yes. Yes. That's exactly right. Yeah. Because he was working Stonewall. That's yep. wherever he's working. <laughs> Where is that? Before that, it was always at Parliament House. Wow, that's just a year. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. It seems like Stonewall hasn't been around for a while. Like 18, 18 years. Yeah, it seems like it hasn't been around for a while. And then tonight we have lots of bubbles. We have Mystery Hugger doing her bingo at, at Persimmon, Sim- Hollow. Persimmon Hollow. Yeah. And Brendan Bunting O'Connor is doing his um, bingo and dance party at Tactical Brewing. Mm-hmm. And I know you and me would love to give a shout out to Ginger Minge and CJ and Divine Grace and Mr. and Mrs. Adrian and Bob and Gidget Galore. Yes. They have one date left on their Golden Girls Live Tour. Which has been going two weeks long and they've gone all up the East Coast. The posts have been hysterical. Yes, they have been. The last show, if you want to go, is 1223 in Charleston, South Carolina. Yep. And we have a boatload of things coming to town. Mm-hmm. We have Shangela is going to be at Steinmetz Hall on her fully lit tour. Those tickets are available. That's February the 1st at 8.30. That's always a fun time. Get your tickets. I'll still sell out. Uh, we have Sarah McLaughlin coming. She's not going to be tuning for the FC, uh, ASPCA. 
That's February 25th in the Walt Disney Amphitheater. Mm -hmm. We have Miss Rose Dynasty will be in the Alex and Jim DePew on March 23rd. And the 17th annual Miss Comedy Queen will be in March 23rd, 2023 in the Alex and Jim DePew Theater. Which is almost sold out if it's not already sold out. Yep. So those tickets are available at drphillips.org. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in any of those. And then tonight, of course, is Southern Nights, um, um, Twisted Tuesday. And just lots of stuff going on. Yeah. Lots of ho- holiday parties, too. Um, so the first thing I wanted to get into is we're getting towards the end of the year so different places do their oh what's your top this top that well of course Pornhub they come out with their 2022 top search trends and the term transgender was searched a lot more than it has been previously and yeah Pornhub comes out with their uh, 2022 year in review and just telling the category it's most searched by region. So, transgender category was grew by 75% internationally, and it ranks as the seventh most popular category. The term ranked number one in Brazil. Shocking. Mm-hmm. In the U.S., users in Republican states remain on the website longer than those visiting from Democratic states, And the term trans was also searched disproportionately more in historically Republican states, rest of Virginia. In Virginia more than anywhere. And the U.S. reportedly accounted for the majority of the traffic on the website. The U.K. was second, followed by France, Japan, Mexico, Italy, and Germany. Well, I'm sure there's some some countries where there's no access. Uh Uh-huh. Now... In America, the states that stay on the longest, <sighs> Alabama, <gasps> Louisiana, okay. South Carolina, Missouri, Arkansas, and Mississippi. Those states were the ones that re- um, they have also re- uh, voted Republican in the last four presidential elections. They give a time how long they were usually on? Um, no, it didn't say how long. It's just that they were on the longest. But I'm like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, that's funny that they can get it up pinpointed down like that. Now, <laughs> states that spent the shortest time on Pornhub included Washington, Delaware, Oregon, and Minnesota, all four of which voted Democrat in the last four presidential elections. Okay. That's, that's I mean, interesting. It really is. Now, there's also an uptick in demand for the term real homemade. So, that's just showing an appetite for amateur videos over highly produced videos. And um, in New York, in New York, in the state of New York, the term Dominican ruled while Asian proved to be the most popular in California. Isn't that? And you always wonder what people were searching on Pornhub. Or were we? Yeah, I think we were. Maybe. I think we were. Allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) So, RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, Season 15 is going to be starting January 6th on MTV. 
Yay. The main stage judges, Michelle Visage, Carson Cressley, and Ross Matthews will be back on the panel. panel. T.S. Madison has been uh, up to being a rotated member of the judges panel. And Which is they, good. She's getting a lot of exposure right now. Yeah, she is. They've, uh, she's lost a lot of weight, too. Um, they, and they've put out their list of who will be the guest judges. And, of course, the first one we all, all know, Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande is going to be the first judge. They always start out with someone real famous or, you know, who's it's on. the hook. Yeah. Yeah. And then also they include, include music, television, comedy, and film icons. They have Ali Wong. She's hysterical. Amanda Stern, uh, Stenberg. Don't know her. Harvey Guyon. No. Is he good? He's not good. Yeah. Okay. Haley Kyoko. Singer. Julia Garner. Don't know. Janelle Monet, which I say yay. Yay. Marin Morris. All right. Who we've talked about a lot. Megan Stotler. Yes, we've talked about her too. And Orville Peck, who we've also talked about. That'll be an interesting one. Yes. Because he's going to have to keep it on. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I just thought, I was like, all right, that's going to be great. So the queens that have been announced who are going to be on there, and it includes Amethyst from West Hartford, Connecticut, Anitra from Las Vegas, Nevada, Ora Mayari from Nashville, Tennessee, Irene Dubois from Seattle, Washington, Jax from Queens, New York, Lucy LaDuca, and Sonia um, from Ansonia, Connecticut, Lux Noir, London from East Orange, New Jersey, Malaysia Baby Doll Fox from Miami, Florida, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha from New York, New York. That's a lot of stuttering. From New York, New York, New York. <laughs> Mistress Isabel Brooks from Houston, Texas. Princess Poppy from San Francisco, California. Robin Fierce from Hartford, Connecticut. Selena Estides from Los Angeles, California. Sasha Colby from Los Angeles, California. Sugar from Los Angeles, California. And her twin, Spice, from Los Angeles, California. Yay! Yes, and if you want, you can go on MTV and you can meet the queens. I've watched that whole, it's like an hour, a little hour, a little bit over long. But yeah, they, they first did their introduction and everything, but then they sat down and you got to meet the queen. Very good. I really, I there are a few of them I'm like, uh, okay, I don't think you're going to go far. Uh, I don't know. But there's some of them, I mean, I think I like Princess Poppy, um, Sasha Colby especially. Princess Poppy is pretty big on the West Coast. Yeah, yeah. Sasha Colby is very big all over. Not meaning inside. <laughs> She's not at all big all over in size. No. But no, meaning very big all over, meaning she is big all over the United exposure. States. A lot of exposure. A lot of people know who she is in the gay and drag community. <laughs> so that'll be fun. And, yes. and Lingo is starting. Yes. They're yes. pushing the commercials for that. That's going to yes, be really are. interesting. Are you going to watch it? I'm going to try it. Wait, what is it on? Netflix, right? No, I think it's on NBC. Oh, that's right. It's on NBC. Yes. Yes, I'm going to watch it. 
I whenever she had the um, game show game gay for pay on on that was when it was on logo. I watched that and I didn't care for that as much. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Yes. Yes. So the big news of this past week, of course, has been that our president Joe Biden signed the Respect of Marriage Act. Yeah. So that is really big. That was why we were on air last week. Mm-hmm. And not a moment too soon. Yeah, and it happened right when we were on air last week. Not a moment too soon. We knew it was going to happen. It, it was one of those last-minute things. I'm very grateful that it happened. Me too. Me too. Because it's not just for gay people. It's for people in interracial, interracial merit. Yes. And that's been going on since 67. So they're codifying into law things that have been really established patterns. Right. And that that seemed like it was going to be put in question to be revisited on the Supreme Court level. Yep. Since it was in Judge Clarence Thomas's um, defense. In the Dobbs case, yeah. Right. So, yeah, they felt like they needed to revisit it. Well, now this is just insurance to say, okay, revisit it if you want, but... Well, it also got rid of the outdated don't ask, don't tell, and the respect for marriage. Yes. I mean, yeah, things that had been... marriage act. Yeah, whatever they want to call it. DOMA. That was the other one. This one's respect of marriage act. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> so, and that's been happening here, but... In India, there are four different gay couples that are asking the Supreme Court to legalize same-sex marriage. I mean, that's kind of neat that here we just legalized it. And now in India, four gay couples have asked their um, couples to recognize same-sex marriages. And it's gone set in the stage for a legal face-off with their Prime Minister, Narendra Modi's government, which has in the past refused to legalize marriages. Right. So, in a historic verdict in 2018, India's top court decriminalized homosexuality by scrapping a colonial-era ban on gay sex. Now, despite the 2018 ruling, members of the LGBTQ community complain about a lack of acceptance and discrimination against gay people in Indian society. Right. That's because that's still new and there's still a lot of people with the old thinking that's got to wait for time for them to flush out, you know, with people that don't. It's a slow incremental project. Yeah. And, and Bermuda is also considering it. Bermuda is too, yeah. So they said that, um, that while the 2018 ruling confirmed their constitutional rights, they still are deprived of legal backing for same-sex marriage. So that's what these are asking for. So, yes, there's a fourth partition along similar lines. So there's, you know, they said that they can't do anything. We can't do so many things in the process of living together and building a life together. Um, it, it's that way in democracy. We went through that here. Exactly. Exactly. It took a long time to get the, the anti-sodomy laws off the books to free people up to be. Yes. And there's still some states that have it. Yes, there are. That's that's what's crazy. That at any time it can be used against you in certain states. There's many things that can be used against you in certain states. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well. Well. It's gotten to be that time, don't you know? Oh, what time is that? Ooh. Your gay history. Yay! History. Uh, time for your gay history when we take a little bit of history, historical facts, and we slap it at you for you to say, hmm, hmm. I didn't know that. Didn't know that. This one is about this power pop group from the 70s, the mid-70s scene, and their name is Handbag. 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 Mm. They were all three gay. In 1971, 19-year-old musician Paul Southwell left Accrington and headed to the bright lights. At that time, London's gay scene consisted of selection of CD pubs, after-hour basement drinking dens, and regular discos organized by the Gay Liberation Front, which had just formed that October. Sounds like Orlando. But none of them, none of them, were out. So the entertainment was supplied by decidedly straight bands. Huh. So Southwell wanted to change that. He, along with David Jenkins and Alan Jordan, they formed Handbag, a power pop band whose look was influenced by the Rocky Horror Picture Show and whose material included covers of Lou Reed and David Bowie's songs, as well as originals about gay motorcycle bands called Leather Boys and Cruising, a song called 42nd East, 42nd East Street. The gay trio quickly built a following playing GLF benefits, LGBTQ benefits, and the busy rock uh, pub rock circuit, although many gigs were pulled when venue managers realized exactly what kind of act they were booked because they dressed outrageously and they would kiss each other on stage and simulate sexual acts, whatever a song warranted. So this is around the same time that Queen was forming. Yeah. And becoming big. Yes. But Queen wasn't... Well, Queen was obvious in their name. Right. Right. But it wasn't long before labels began to show an interest. David Arden, the son of the manager Don Arden, and who's the brother of Sharon Osbourne... Ozzy Osbourne's Ooh. wife signed them to his father's company Jet Records who was also home of Electric Light Orchestra and Ozzy Osbourne right. both very big acts in the 70s so they were the first openly gay rock group on a British major label Wow! and it wasn't too long that, um, that they were dropped they were making the record and it was um, not too long before they were dropped it was the sessions that they had were completed and Jet dropped handbag. So the album never saw the light of day until now. Um, now it is um, being put out digitally and it's retitled The Jet Sessions 1975. It's a revelation, a romp with blistering guitar work and lyrics, especially on the self-explanatory Leather Boys and Closet Queen that were years ahead of their time. It would be almost a decade before Frankie Goes to Hollywood and Broski Beat would release their first records. If Let had not, if Let, if Jet had not shelved the album, the whole history of LGBTQ music would have been different. Yeah, there were a lot of people that were tied in with the early punk mm -hmm. sound. Yeah, there was a band called Tom Robinson Band, mm -hmm. and Tom Robinson was gay. Ooh, we have a caller. Tom Robinson Band was gay, and their big hit was um, Glad to Be Gay, which was a, a huge seminal song. Right. And that was like 1977. Mm-hmm. 
And then we had Queen, which hit 75, 76, yeah. 77, but they didn't be open about their sexuality, although most gay people probably knew that Freddie was Well, I'm going to look up Handbag. I, I am, if they're too. they're on Spotify or something. They have a song called Freezer Love, as we talked about, have, uh, Leather Boys, Closet Queen, Come See the Baby. <laughs> it had to have been really interesting. Dino and Das Machine, 42nd East Street, which we heard what that was about. I'm Good, Kathleen, Sailing on a Sailing Ship, and Will the World. Interesting. It's Ten tracks that they have for the Jet Sessions 1975 handbag. I will have to look that up. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's a- interesting how the music is built upon things, and this is amazing. Yeah, and especially being, you know, UK. And the British, because that... This is like 50 years old then. Yeah. 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 And not only that, it's, you know, British and UK, and so many, so much American music has been influenced by them, or they came over here. So, that's just really neat to see. Yeah. It's nice that it finally resurfaced. Yes. So, there was your little moment of... I can't get these buttons to work Your right. Your gay history. The buttons just don't want to work right this week. Maybe it's cold. Yeah. Burr. I'm going to have to get a little I can't roll my I can't roll my R's. I Burr. can't roll my R either. <laughs> now let's bring this baby back around to Florida. So, there is this one man, and his name is Bruce Friedman. And he is seeking to get 3,600 LGBTQ plus and anti-racist books banned from Florida schools. How many? 3,600. 3,600. 3,600 books banned? He's already succeeded in getting 102 books banned from library shelves, even though he's admitted that he hasn't read most of the books he objects to. Oh, well, that's just fabulous. He is a conservative activist. And including, he's trying to get over 3,600 book titles banned from Florida schools, including books that contain so-called, so-called porn, critical race theory, social emotional learning, and fluid gender. Now, Friedman's president and founder of the Florida chapter of the right-wing education group, No Left Turn in Education. Oh, well, that's a catchy one. Isn't it? Isn't it? Um, and they presented this list to a November 28th meeting of the Florida Department of Education Library Meeting Working Group. And that's a group that will train public librarians, how public school librarians, how to follow censorship rules that, that are signed into law by Governor. Yeah, Rhonda. Rhonda. So this is somebody with no library training who just objects to these books is going to teach a trained librarian. Yes. And he says that his list of 3,700 challenges proves that libraries have more than a little poison in them. Um, he demanded the Department of Education clean up this mess or he would perform 3,600 challenges to the book and overwhelm your awful, awful procedures and policies. Well, it sounds like he's having a hissy fit. Now, some of the books that he's already gotten off the uh, off of the library is The Girl from the Sea, which is an award-winning graphic novel about a 15-year-old girl who develops romantic feelings for another girl. Now, there's no nudity, there's no sex, 
There's no swearing. Even though there is none of that, Friedman says the book shouldn't be available because the book promotes promiscuity, premarital sex, and students are not in school to learn how to be better lesbians. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. That's a quote. Wow. Yeah. He's also opposed books like Dear Martin, which is a book about an Ivy League-bound African-American student named Justice who becomes a victim of racial profiling. He said it should be removed because it promotes the Black Lives Matter movement and because it contains a sense of white guilt and its musings about microaggressions as elsewhere defined in critical race theory. Is this one of the ones he didn't read again? Yes. Oh. Yes. Mm. Many of his 350 book challenges filed in Clay County are being rejected because they're incomplete. Because he didn't read it. Uh-huh. He doesn't specifically explain why he wants each book banned. He also claimed that Florida's infamous Don't Say Gay and Stop Woke Act laws forbid books with LGBTQ plus and anti-racist content from being in schools, but the laws only apply to classroom instruction. They don't actually apply to library books. It's exhausting. Yeah. Now, he has succeeded in getting at least 102 titles removed from the county school's bookshelves. Julie Miller, the chair of the Clay County Education Association Media Committee, has said that the county has stopped purchasing new books since parental complaints have been flooding the system. The county has already removed, weeded out, or placed under reconsideration such LGBTQ-inclusive titles such as All Boys Aren't Blue, Julian is a Mermaid, Being Jazz, Two Boys Kissing, and The Perks of Being a Wallflower. It's so crazy that there's no way that kids could ever read these books mm-hmm. without a library. He said, now he also said, no, uh, he said public schools are starting to resemble re-education camps and our cities have turned into killing fields. Because of all the hate they're stirring up? I know. It's it's just crazy that someone, you know, like you said, he, he hasn't read these books. Admittedly, he hasn't read these books. I mean, if you don't like them, that's one thing. But to blanket, cut out education about a particular class of people, mm-hmm. that's just discrimination. Oh, that's very much discrimination. And I don't think letting a kid read a book is brainwashing them or re-educating them. It's just educating them. First of all, they have to look for the book, know about the book, to look for it or look it up and be looking in that section. But kids are pretty ingenious on their own. Yes, they are. And it's not like you can't find it on a phone or a Kindle or a bookstore. Yep. Or somebody else has, that has it can pass it around. A friend have it. Or one of those little libraries outside somebody's home. Yeah, I doubt these books are going to be in lending libraries because <laughs> the parents in that neighborhood would have True. a, 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 a cowabunga. True. True. I don't know. Maybe I'll try it at the one near ours. <laughs> little tiny. Yeah, little tiny one. Do you have some things you want to talk about? Um... Yes, as a matter of fact, there's a wonderful list, if I can pull it up here, of 
the songs, the gay songs of the year. Oh, that sounds good. So, Gay Times has compiled their best 2022 LBGTQ plus artists. Mm-hmm. And they're all over the map. Oh, good. Uh, the first one, of course, is going to be Sam Smith and Kim Petras. Yes. With Unholy, which I heard on the way here. And that song is a bop. Yes. Yeah. The Middle Eastern swirling in the background is what gets me where I'm like, ooh, this seems kind of like a stomach. Tovlo. Oh. No One Dies from Love, which is a banger. Um, there's a new group called Talia, T A A H L I A H. It's the sexiest hyper pop anthem of 2022. Call me, call me, I'm a sex toy, something to enjoy. <laughs> it's very electronic, heavy beats and bleeps, um, a lot of dancey. Um, there's one that's playing on the radio bad. now, Bad Habit mm-hmm. by Steve Lacey. Bad Habit with you. So that's another one that's got major U.S. airplay. Um, Saucy Santana, Booty featuring Lato. Okay. And we saw Saucy Santana. He opened up for Lizzo. Right. and. He had Vogue dancing and everything. He was totally on it. Um, Rina Sayamaya of This Hell. It's a Japanese Britpop star. It, it's a no rock-tinted, no-guilty dance hit. Oh. Um, along the pop, uh, lines of like Britney and Shania Twain sort of dancing stuff. Yeah. Um, next one is Omar Apollo. Evergreen, You Didn't Deserve Me At All. Um, he's an American singer-songwriter who got a crossover through TikTok. Oh. Um, Muna, who's... I've re- heard of that. Muna's coming everywhere. It's a queer pop punk group. Right. So, very electro again. Um, they're hitting it. Lil Nas X, his song Star Walking. Mm-hmm. That got a nod. Um... Keenan, called Carter the Bandit, is an upcoming LGBTQ innovator. He's been um, doing remixes and things in Britain and America. Uh, there's also Honey Dijon, who we talked oh, about. Yes. And her album, Black Girl Magic. The yes. song that they're featuring is Work, which is just, she needs her flowers. 20 mm-hmm. years she's been DJing uh, and producing three of the tracks on Beyonce's album. Uh, there's Halsey, so good. There's Greg, Greg, G-R-A-G Queen, who was on Queen of the Universe. Yeah. And so her her um, one that's blowing up now is called The Future is Queer. And then there's a, a remixer called Fred again. Uh-huh. And he teamed up with Romy from the XX uh-huh. and a group called Hey, H-A-A-I. That song is Lights Out. Oh. And then there's another one called Stronger, which is Fred again and Romy. And there's Fletcher, Becky's So Hot, and Dub Cameron, her song Boyfriend, which has turned into a dark, sultry Oh, wow. That is so cool. So those are some artists to check out for your... When you're at your, for your listening pleasure. When you're with your family and turning into Dysfunction Junction, just <laughs> pull up some gay pop. 
Yeah, <laughs> some pop bops. <laughs> and, uh, and going along the good news stuff, Barbados has decriminalized gay sex. Yay. It is now the third Caribbean country this year to update its anti-gay policies. It's about time, Barbados. It's taken a while for the islands, but they're getting there. Yes, the top, their top court abolished its colonial-era sodomy laws, decriminalizing gay sex throughout the Caribbean nation. They issued an oral judgment last Monday, <coughs> excuse me, striking down colonial-era laws that punished buggery and gross indecency, according buggery. to... Yes, buggery and gross indecency. I like that word. So, and they were very pleased. A uh, member of ECADE, E-C-A-D-E, which is... Um, which is the Eastern Caribbean Alliance for Diversity and Equality. They were very pleased with the result of the case, which is the result of years of advocacy efforts in community organizations as well as the litigants. So yay for you, Barbados. It's amazing that there's so many of these colonial era laws. And even though, just like India, even though this you know was a major stepping stone for them, it's going to be... A, it's going to be a while before people start accepting it more. Yeah, but being acknowledged is the first step to accepting. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of, you know, we talked earlier about the, um, about the respective marriage act being passed. Yeah. Well, one of the ladies, I don't know if you saw the video, of Representative Vicki Hartzler, who is Republican rep- a representative out of Missouri, she had this video going that she was crying she had a breakdown girl (laughs) she had a full breakdown on the house floor yes she said i'll tell you my priorities protect religious liberty protect people of faith and protect americans who believe in a true meaning of marriage she said through her tears i hope and pray that my colleagues find the courage to join me in opposing this misguided and dangerous bill Ma'am, please, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> well, guess what? It passed. No, her, uh, well, yeah, it passed, but her nephew is gay. And so oh. he comes out there and he releases his video and says, Today my Aunt Vicky started crying because gay people like me can get married. And so despite coming out to my aunt this past February, I guess she's still as much of a homophobe. So basically, he, Andrew works in social services. He lives in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He grew up down the block from his aunt in Kansas City, Missouri. He said he recalls childhood memories of picnics, bike rides, and trips to Washington, D.C. with her. And so they were pretty close in family and all that. And so, whenever he came out to her in February as gay, she dismissed him as did other, other family members in the years prior. She, he said that he was met with the same type of, I love you, but I don't accept you because you're gay. And he's in the mindset where, if you're not for me, you're against me. If you don't 100% accept me, you reject me. So, since then, they haven't spoken. And it's probably better for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's sad that it's they're, really that sad. you put your religion before family. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because God makes all of it. exactly if you believe in it. if you believe in God, 
Right. He if makes you, everybody. If you believe so, in the Bible, we believe we were made in his image, if you believe in the Bible. And some of us get the glitter image. Exactly. And some of us get the flannel image. Exactly. Um, so this is the first time that, that Andrew had advocated on behalf of the LGBTQ community. He joined a class action lawsuit last year against the Department of Education that's seeking to end an exemption in federal civil rights law that, according to the suit, allows religiously affiliated universities that receive federal funding to openly discriminate against LGBTQ students. So he's, you know, he's made some strides himself, not just, you know, he's not just the nephew of the GOP lawmaker. He's done a lot of stuff himself. Um, but well, all lot. of us, all gay people are part of the timeline. Right. Of progress. Right. Right. Because at some point, every closeted person comes out. Right. And at some point, they take a step to be more open and more of an activist. Yep. Yep. And he, he said that he had a real struggle with it at first. And I'm sure in a family like that, then I'm sure that he did. Now, on the other side of the GOP spectrum, there's a log cabin Republican where um, whenever, whenever same-sex marriage law was filed in, there was a hundred of guests in tuxedos of all styles, sequins, kil- quilted, velvet, and colorful gowns sipped on Trump champagne and martinis. Between courses of steak and bite-sized key lime pie, they danced to YMCA and Macho Man. It was Thursday night, Log Cabin Republican, Spirit of Lincoln Gala, in the main ballroom of Mar-a-Lago Beachfront Club, with a joyous celebration of gay rights, and in a case of ironic timing, the historic same-sex marriage law being signed by President Joe Biden earlier. So it was a long planned event in honor of the conservative LGBTQ organization's 45th anniversary brought in Republican notables like former Ambassador Rick Grinnell, Representative Kat Kamak from Florida, um, former State Department spokesperson Morgan Ortega, um, and former GOP gubernatural candidate from Arizona, Carrie Lake, who was sworn by guests easier to meet her and take a photo. I know, I'm like, what? But the main attraction, obviously, was Trump. He received a standing ovation after delivering the enthusiastic affirmation of gay rights not often heard in the GOP. This was when, last week? Yes. Oh. Yes. Yes. According to Gallup, 55% of Republicans and 71% of Americans overall support same-sex marriage. I wouldn't, to quote the Grinch, touch him with a 10-foot pole. I know. I'm surprised. I'm surprised the log cabin Republicans, the log cabin members are going for it. Well, they don't have really a plank within the Republican Party anymore. I know. They're shut out of CPAC. Mm-hmm. They're not really included in any of the planning spaces. Right. Right. I, I just don't get it. It's I'm, 444. 444. Is it? Oh, make a wish. Turn the page. <laughs> yeah. And break away. But yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. No. That's sad in this day and age, but 
I've had debates with some of them, and I, I can't find the circular logic. I cannot either, personally. Um, the conservative part, I get. I can understand being conservative, but I can't... Fiscally conservative. Yes. But I can't understand... The 1950s part of it. Right. Right. Uh, the bad stuff that comes along with that handbag. And, and equally as crazy is the gays against groomers. Yes. They did the Drag Queen Story Hour this weekend in New York. Mm-hmm. And it was a battle at the public library between proponents for us and gays against groomers who are other gays who do not think this should be going on. Right. And the councilman who went to represent the city of New York, they attacked his office yesterday. Oh, my gosh. With chalk, they're writing groomer on the outside of his home. These are gays versus gays. Oh, that's bad. I hate infighting. Especially about something as innocuous as Drag Queen Story. Exactly. Exactly. They're not in there. I, I know. It's stupid. It's stupid. You know what is even stupider? What? A giant Fruit Loop. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that was yesterday's hotness. So there was a big Fruit Loop that came out, and it's one huge Fruit Loop. It's by an art collector called Mischief. And you cannot buy it anymore. Yeah, Mischief's Big Fruit Loop is part of an extremely unbalanced breakfast. <laughs> And it was selling for nineteen ninety nine a pop, but you can't buy it anymore. It's already done. It is a bag. Uh, it's, it's, it's not a, a it's bag. A, it's a box. It's a box. It says Big Fruit Loop. It has a bird like Toucan Sam, but he's blue. And he looks like he's regurgitating. Yes, and it has one big Fruit Loop, and that's what's in it. Says why eat a whole bowl of normal sized Fruit Loop? When you could just eat one giant Fruit Loop and call Brett, call breakfast a day. <laughs> so efficient. On the other hand, you might need a bigger cereal bowl and a fair amount of milk to accommodate this massive size of Big Fruit Loop that the Brooklyn-based art collective Mischief is about to drop. Now, they did cover their bases because on the box it says Fruit Loops is a trademark owned by Kellogg's which is not affiliated with and as far as we know does not endorse this artwork. Yes. I thought it was hysterical that it contained 930 calories. 930 calories. It weighs almost half a pound. And the box contains one big Fruit Loop. That's a single serving. I thought... I think that their little things that they do to bring art and conversation into food products is brilliant. I think so, too. I really do. Because in February, they did a ketchup packet. And it was, for $25, you got six packets. And it was lip gloss or ketchup. And you didn't know what it was until you opened it. And they also had Eat the Rich Popsicles, which had ice cream likenesses of Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, and others on a stick. (laughs) They also had illegal chips, which were potato chips that tasted like unappetizing banned food. That's hysterical. Yeah. I just think it's really interesting, number one, that they did focus groups. Yeah. To figure all this stuff out. Yeah. Because it's a combination of business smarts, as well as aesthetics, as well as art. 
when they were asked why a big Fruit Loop, they said we are always looking at cultural ready-mades to play with, and this seemed perfect. <laughs> I just think it's fascinating. We were we were talking about this last night at Persimmon, uh-huh. and they were like, "It sounds so stupid." I'm like, "But it's not stupid. It's pretty genius." It is genius. They take all of these things that people readily uh, relate to. A ketchup packet. Yep. A Fruit Loop. And they turn it into art. Yep. If you want to eat it, that's up to you. But I don't think like Fruit Loops, it's going to degrade pretty quickly. It's just wheat and eggs. And preservatives. Yes. Lots of preservatives. Like that Happy Meal that hasn't disintegrated in like a century. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it sold out in six minutes. In six minutes? Six minutes, what, however many they made. And they don't release all that. Right. But they sold out in six minutes because it was supposed to go on sale at 5 p.m. And at 5.05, it was already hitting sold out. Well, they're known for selling out whenever they drop their stuff. It, it's very limited edition. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see somebody that holds, has the whole mischief collection. Right, that had the whole that collected them. That'd be so cool. I would like to see that. Even just a photo. Something else is there is an actor in El Compadre, California, that um, um, he was kissing his date at an LA restaurant, and there seemed to be. Um, a manager of the restaurant that told them that that kind of stuff doesn't happen here. You can't do that in here. So that manager got fired. Good. The actor is Drew Droge. Drew Droge. He is known for A Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse in 2015, Mask Only in 2016, and The Circle in 2017. Um, he's also been doing some other stuff. But he's an L.A.-based actor and comedian. He dined at the Mexican restaurant El Compadre in Echo Park on Monday evening. And he said they had a really nice date with a really sad, disgusting, hateful moment in the middle. By the end of the day, a restaurant employee scolded him, them both, for a public display of affection. Not because it wasn't allowed, but because they're gay. He said he was reprimanded by a manager for kissing another man at 6.30 p.m. in the middle of our second drink. This, he was told, this is a family restaurant and we don't allow that behavior here. He, told, he, he then said he'll never be back and he encourages everybody to find another place too. He posted that on Twitter, which got hundreds of comments and thousands of likes across social media. And others called for boycotts of El Compadre. But they did come out at El Compadre restaurants and said they want to sincerely apologize for the actions of our manager on the night of December 12th. This is not representative of our core values at El Compadre. And we wanted to let our customers know that the manager has been terminated. And then they go on and explain more about how they are a family restaurant. But they do regret how the manager held, how the manager held it because they show commitments to everyone regardless of race, ethnicity, gender, age, religion, sexual orientation, gender identity, gender expression, disability, or status. It's California. They don't play with that. Right. They don't play with that. No, they don't. At all. But how neat is, I mean, how neat is that that they took right immediate action and fired the manager? It's how it should be done. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it still kind of catches me off guard walking around Lake Eola and seeing gay couples yeah. holding hands or being PDA. Yeah. It, it, it's, I, I'm okay with it, but it's like, wow, we're, we, we finally we've come, here. We've come so far. Yes, very far with that. We've also come far with this app. There is a new app. It's called the Pride app. And it was created as a way for individuals to find businesses that are either gay-operated or owned or gay-friendly. Now, the guy that, that made this app, he's creator. His name is Jonathan Pritchard, and he's from Wildwood, Florida. He said he created the app to support LGBTQ and ally-backed businesses of all sizes. It provides a platform where smaller businesses can be seen. He says that if you go online and you look at gay-friendly hotels, you only get, like, the Hilton that shows up. And that's not what he wanted for the app. Um, he was born in Ohio. He spent most of his life living between Florida and California. And then he got a job offer near Florida. So then he started researching all this. He had the idea for the app when he was visiting a city for work. And despite countless Google searches and research, he could not find any queer-operated or LGBTQ-friendly business, so that spurred a search for LGBT-operated businesses nationally. Good for him. So he's compiled a list of 5,000 LGBT-run businesses. He called every single one of them. He was disheartened to find out that of the 5,000 businesses, only 800 were still open. Because, you know, COVID. Yeah. You know... So he said, I want it to be free to users. Even if it is only 99 cents, I feel like this is something I just wouldn't want people to have to pay for this information. So you said it was his name was J.W. Pritchard? J- um, John Pritchard. Wait, hold on. Jonathan. Oh, well, you can find it in the Apple Store or the Android Store as J.W. Pritchard LLC. Okay. It's the Pride Mobile app. The Pride app, yes. Very good. Yes, I was just about to say that. That it is on, um, it is on both Apple and on Play on the Play Android. Store Android. That's a heartwarming story, and he's a local boy. And he's local, yes. Because yes. he said Wildwood. Yeah, he's over there in the hinterland. Way over there. Way over there in the hinterland. <laughs> Well, oh my gosh, let's see if this is going to happen again. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Not the first, not the yep. second, not the third, yep. not the fourth. Yep. Yep. There we go. Ha ha, took six was my lucky number. This has been Out Loud Orlando, the home of half hour. The most unique radio show and podcast heard of its kind. We may be one human family, somewhat dysfunctional, but still one human family. Always fight the good fight, always swing first and let justice roll. Remember though, life is way too serious to be taken seriously. Seriously. I'm your host, DJ Crazy JC John. I'm Elderberry. And we love you and we will see, see you, you next, next Tuesday. Tuesday. Merry Christmas and happy second day of Hanukkah. And Kwanzaa and Festivus for the rest of us. Yes, yes, yes. Ho, ho, no.
Oh, oh, oh. <laughs>